0: Here's what's coming up on this week's show.
1: During lockdown, they've almost felt like they're working much longer hours than what they would do normally, just because, well, I'm at home, so I might as well finish this. They haven't really felt like they've had that split between going to work and then coming home. <laughs> the beat.
0: Welcome to The Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Big Little Business Show. I'm Paul Mumford. Over there's the lovely Claire Horsley. And we haven't caught up yet. It's a Monday when we're recording this. So I just want to check in. How was your weekend, Claire?
2: It was a lovely weekend, but we had a little bit of a a cat drama over the weekend.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm familiar with cat dramas. What happened?
2: Well, I have three cats and one dog. And um, when I was looking at my cat on the Saturday morning, his leg looked twice the size... His right leg looks twice the size of his left leg and he wasn't putting any weight on it so um, we had to act pretty sharpish so off to the vets that we went and transpired that he'd been bitten by another animal, not quite sure what animal it was, um, which had created a huge infection.
0: What's your tactic for getting your cat in the basket?
2: Do you know what, I've never had problems with that. My animals, My animals are so chilled... So he did kind of look at me when he heard the box. He hears the front of the box open. He did look at me as if to go, yeah, right. But I just picked him up, curled him, popped him in. He was all right.
0: My cat Marvin's 16 now, so he's he's an old boy. It's almost like a sixth sense when the basket comes out, even if he's not anywhere, even if he's not in the same room... You can He knows where the basket's coming out and it is a battle getting him in because he hates the vets. And we we almost have to blindfold him and put him, put him in backwards so he doesn't quite know what's going on.
2: <laughs> Isn't that how cats are sick? They're sick backwards. Have you noticed that? Like when they're sick, they walk backwards. They
0: walk backwards and you get a perfect straight line of cat sick, don't you? Oh. <laughs> I must rem, uh, remember to show you at some point my very, very famous cat being sick impression. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: I'm actually, I don't know what I'm more concerned about, actually seeing that or you knowing how to do
0: that. (laughs) How did I learn how to do that?
2: (laughs) And why would you? Is that like a party trick or
0: something? Um, um, Yeah, maybe. I haven't done it for a long while, so I might be a bit rusty. I might need a bit of warming up.
2: Oh, my days.
0: So each week on the show, uh, we talk to an expert or an entrepreneur uh, from business who has done something fabulous and wants to share loads of useful advice uh, and tactics that you can take away and use in your own business. What's the topic this week, Claire?
2: How to organise like a pro.
0: (gasps) Oh, tell me we've got someone fantastic for that.
2: We certainly have. Louise Simpson is a professional organiser and life coach.
0: A professional organiser, that's a thing.
2: It is. I never actually realised it was, but yeah, it's definitely a thing, Paul. So Louise Louise is a professional organising coach, so Louise works with lots of clients to help them basically lead a more organised life.
0: Oh, I'm looking forward to hearing this one. This is The Big Little Business
1: Show. <laughs> So I'm a professional organiser and life coach. So most people, when I say professional organiser, kind of look at me blankly and go, what the hell's that? Um, I always joke that clients have said to me that I'm somewhere between Essex's Marie Kondo and Mary Poppins. But I haven't quite learnt how to fly with an umbrella yet, so I'm not quite up to Mary Poppins standards. (laughs) basically basically what I do is I help people get their lives and homes organized because for me it's looking at both parts if your home is organized it means that your life flows easier you have more time for the things that you really want to do so that's basically what I do but it's called being a professional organizer
2: so what sort of examples can you share with us in terms of you know being organized you know why why is this such an important thing to do
1: yeah I mean I think one of the main things is that we are all busy and if you can actually save time in anything then that's got to be a good thing right because mm-hmm. most of us are so busy we're running from one thing to another and it's it's in every aspect of your life so I work with clients in in all different situations but things like you know if you're going to your wardrobe and your clothes are organized. You're not wasting time trying to find something that you want to wear that day or starting your day frustrated because as you try and get something out of the wardrobe, everything else catches and then it falls on the floor. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of getting dressed thinking, oh, gosh, you know, this today is going to be like this. And then you kind of set your day in that spiral of starting it in a bad way. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's about looking at all the simple things that you can do that just make your day a little bit easier. So that you're not wasting time on trying to find things. Um, You're starting in a positive way. And actually, that's giving you more time to focus on all the other things that are on our to-do list.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. So with regards to what people feel and how they think about being organised, what what experiences have you had maybe with people who are working, running businesses, um, wanting to be more organised but are struggling to do that?
1: A lot of people kind of know what they need to do but it's it's that feeling of almost things fall into overwhelm that you've got so many things that you're trying to do and then you kind of prioritize well I've got to focus on this work thing or I've got to make sure the children are at this activity and the things that we do for ourselves tend to fall kind of further down the list. So for me it's very much about trying to help people identify what they need to do but the way I work with clients is that I'm not just giving them the advice so I roll my sleeves up and I'm there to help them actually work through some of the practical things so some clients like to work alongside me others will talk through initial things and then we'll you know split up a bit they go off to do their work from home and then I'll concentrate on getting everything out of the cupboards and kind of starting to sort through it for them but it's Mm. always the person that I'm working with that makes that decision around what it is they want to keep and for me there's a really big link that I see with clients between having your home organized or your office the space that you're in organized helps with the clarity in your mind so it's, Mm. it's almost like the mess and the clutter kind of stays in your mind you know it's there or you're thinking about that you've got to tidy it and it's just taking up space in the filing cabinet if you think about it that way it's just using up that energy that actually you could be spending on focusing on you know what it is you want to do to drive your business forward or getting that promotion at work rather than allowing things that should be there to help support your life Um, taking up that space really so for me it is very much a link of kind of almost tidy home tidy mind or clear home clear mind of being Mm -hmm. able to really just clear the clutter but it's mental as well as physical. you know I I had a client um, last week we've just started working together and, and she actually said after the first session that after when she woke up the following day she felt like she could actually just breathe
2: I can also um see and I do hear that a lot of people are talking about they feel like they've lost that organisation people are at home more they're working from home more the children are off school I'm sure there'll be some people listening who will be feeling that way. Um, And I've heard a lot of people talk about that as well. What how if they were to look at starting what sort of things and how would they go about that just to try to regain some organisation within their homes? What tip would you give them?
1: Yeah, and um, it's interesting actually that you say that because a lot of the clients that I've been working virtually with over lockdown, we haven't necessarily been doing kind of what I traditionally do in a session, but a lot of it has been the coaching aspect of what I offer around exactly that of, oh my goodness, you know, normally none of us are home and then all of a sudden everybody's home and we've got children back from university or whatever. And I think the key thing for me, there's, there's a few things that you can do. Um, one is if you've got more people at home, is to try and have kind of a defined space for each of you. So especially, you know, school is coming towards an end, but children are going to still be um, at home, is having kind of a workspace defined. So actually, whether it's the kitchen table or a home office that you've got, but having a space that is defined for you to work from home so that when you're sat in that space, that is your kind of work environment as such and the same for the children for them to have a space which is theirs whether it is for doing school work or you know colouring but what you want to do is to reset that at the end of the day because the big thing for a lot of people is that during lockdown they've almost felt like they're working much longer hours than what they would do normally just because well I'm at home so I might as well finish this or actually, I'll just get that done. And they, they haven't really felt like they've had that split between going to work and then coming home, and it just tends to blur into one. The big it's thing for a lot of people that is that during lockdown, they've almost reset, felt like they're working much longer hours reset, than what, what they would do normally, kind of just because, well, I'm at home, how it well, be. It so, so I so finish this, this the or table actually, I'll just to, get that done. You know, work from and home you, because they, they your husband's in the home office upstairs and the kids are in their bedroom or in the spare room. It's about that at the end of the day, when you're finished work, You want that space to be what it's designed for. So you can all sit around the table without going, oh no, don't touch mummy's papers there, or don't move that, and don't touch that. Um, And it's things like, you know, you can just use like an Amazon delivery box and put all your files in that at the end of the day. It doesn't have to be fancy storage or a filing cabinet. There's things that you can use just to clear everything away kind of go right that's the end of work for today now we're back to home so that that's a really big thing that people have found that's made a huge difference when we've talked it through of just going yeah actually because literally I was just moving my paperwork over to the end of the table when we were kind of all sitting around it and I'm looking at it while I'm eating my dinner so I don't know you know whether you you've noticed that but I think we've all been working so much longer hours whilst we've been um, during lockdown and being able to have that kind of split between work and home is really important.
2: Yeah I completely agree and you know I do feel that Uh, Business is going to be very different for a lot of people. Um, People will be working from home more. Um, I was only having a chat with somebody yesterday about how their work has shifted to part-time in the office and part-time at home. So it's really interesting to hear what you're saying about splitting the two. And I can say, from from my point of view personally, um, I'm going to continue to work the way that I have been in the last three months. Um, When I'm in my office, in my study, the door is shut i'm at work when i leave that room i'm with the children and it's helped so much you know everybody knows where they're at and and i feel you know i feel much more comfortable with that also i'm just want to touch on what you said about storage as well so keeping files you know keeping paperwork um what tips would you give people maybe who have got some boxes of paperwork sitting around maybe files that have been touched for a few years
1: paperwork is one of my favorite things I think clients always find it a bit weird that I you know when they go Mm. I've got these three boxes in the corner of paperwork that have sat there for four years and it's like oh you know I'm like a kid in a sweet shop going oh I can't wait to do this I think the key thing with paperwork is only keep what you really need a lot of things now are um, kind of emailed to you rather than paperwork so I've just renewed travel insurance and they were like we don't send you a hard copy anymore it's only sent by email but if you want to print it off that's up to you so a lot more companies are reverting to just email and so for me filing isn't just about paper but also the digital side and Mm -hmm. um, it's about having things this is really much like anything that we talk about in the home for organizing having things into categories so a lot of time when I work with people they just have everything in maybe one pile or you know there might be a couple of files if we're lucky but it's not really in any category so we kind of look at things like you know having a health file especially where people have had maybe you know a variety of health issues having a health file with things like test results and stuff like that that needs to be kept having a, a home files so that's for all your kind of utilities and you know your insurances your home emergency cover and insurance cover so that when something happens or your boiler blows up or you've got that blood drain you know right well actually that paperwork is in my home file there's the number that there's my policy number and it just makes everything easier because the last thing you want is something dramatic happens and you're like oh god I don't I don't even know who my home insurance with um labeling is another thing so rather than just putting it in a file and then thinking, oh, well, I'll find it when I need it, you know, actually labelling what the file is. So the, the spine of the file you can label with just, you know, house stuff or car stuff. And then the pages inside just, you know, this is insurance, this is my, you know, car paperwork or MOT or whatever. I have a lovely label machine, which I love dearly, but it doesn't have to be, you know, anything special, I've seen clients that have used, you know, decorating masking tape, which is easy to write on as a label. Just having a piece of masking tape along the spine, which actually covers up anything that might have already been written on it, and writing car and home works for you and, you know, it's going to be in a cupboard and you're you're not having it right on your shelf in your face. I, I guess the last one for me really would be start small and this is something again that I use a lot in conversations with clients is that quite often we'll decide oh my god I need to sort paperwork out well I'm doing that this weekend I'm fed up with it I'm gonna sit and I'm just doing it until it's done and then we wonder why we just feel like oh god that's so painful like I hate paperwork it takes so much time you can just choose one box or one pile or you know however your paperwork is at the moment and choose a little bit and start sorting through it and get your files established, and then just, you know, just take time. You know, even just doing 15, 20 minutes, you're still going to be further ahead than where you were
2: before. Yeah, I think that goes back to what you were mentioning before about the feeling of feeling overwhelmed, it's going to take so long so actually instead of starting it I won't start at all so um yeah that's a great tip as well and the decorating tape I'm definitely going to be doing that because there is nothing more annoying than a sticky label that I had trying to stick on a plastic folder the other day and it kept curling up around the edges and no matter how long I kept on pushing my hand down on it it wouldn't stay down
1: or a little dab of super glue Claire if you've got any underneath the label or a bit of print
2: stick (laughs) you just help it be a bit stickier i will i will and yeah you actually use the word love with your label machine
1: I do. I really do love it. Clients laugh at me. They're like, "It's like your little baby, you know." It's I've got it does so many things, and I can do different fonts and all sorts of things. And it's just—it looks pretty when it's done, you know. But I can tell how
2: much you're in love with it by the by your tone of your tone of your
1: voice. I've actually had a few clients that have got so excited when we've been doing their paperwork. They're like, "Oh my goodness, I'm going to buy one of those because it's really good. I'm going to use that." So it's spreading the love for uh, label machines. But yeah, most of us organizers. Um, You know, I have a box that I take to clients that's got all sorts of wonderful things like tools and stationery and sticky labels and um, things for putting pictures up on the wall just because it's easier to have it there. And we can just get things done rather than saying, actually, you need to buy this. It's a bit like my uh, Mary Poppins bag that, you know, you you find all sorts of wonderful things in there. But the label machine is definitely a firm favourite in all of our organisers um boxes you know most organizers that's the first thing we buy when we set up our business
2: you talked about time you know being organized can save you time you use the word clarity as well so for businesses who are feeling that they for whatever reason are not very organized at the moment um what tips would you would you share with us to help them along the right path to maybe feeling that more sense of security and how organized they are
1: back to what I was saying earlier of you know getting your things into categories Mm. having a place for things so that you know where they are looking at what things are taking up your time so Mm. um look at the kind of hot spots during your day of things that are taking real chunks out of your day and looking at whether there are, are changes that you could make to that that may make that smoother and take up less time for me a lot of it is about being able to take that step back and look at it objectively whether you're doing that yourself which obviously can be trickier because we tend to just get involved in what the way things are or ask somebody else or bring in a professional to say look what can I do this mm-hmm. these are my pain points this is what's not working for me how can I I make changes to make this work better for me.
2: Yeah, and clear desk, clear head. Um, that saying, uh, I always have to clear my desk at the end of every day. I clear my desk and put everything away, because otherwise it's, it's an irritation. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. OK, so at the end of every interview, uh, we ask five questions, which are actually inspired by a US TV show uh, called Inside the Actors Studio. So what is your favourite smell, Louise? i battle with two here. So
1: having grown up in Guernsey and living by the sea, I would say the smell of the sea, but I think it just gets beaten by cut grass. Brilliant. And do you have a favourite movie, Louise? Um, I do. I feel a bit like this is a bit of a guilty pleasure on whether I should admit it on a podcast, but um, there is a film that a lot of people, when I say this, they go, I've never even heard of it, called Flashdance. This is like a throwback of to the 80s, I think. Um, and for me, it was like this woman that was a welder but really wanted to be a dancer. And I remember just watching it going, oh, my God, you can just do anything that you want to be. Why why can't she be a dancer? And it was just, yeah, it is a bit of a kind of 80s. I think it was once on a list of the worst films ever, but it's just one that I always remember. And, yeah, it had music in it, and I love music. and Yeah, it was just like follow your dreams, you can do whatever you want. So, yeah, that would be mine.
2: We've had a bit of run of answers where I haven't seen the films of people answering that question, but I'm proud to say I have seen Flash Dance. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. And uh, the iconic dance that she does when she does it is uh, brilliant. Okay. um, And what about the most famous person you've ever met?
1: I think I would say Princess Anne. So, when I was at school, she came to Guernsey and there were. A few of us selected to like hand over flowers and things. And I remember going home saying to my mum, I can't wash my hand because this hand is like handed flowers to a real princess. And my mum was like, for goodness sake, like just go upstairs and have a wash and get changed.
2: But I've like, I've been near a real princess. That's brilliant. And if heaven exists, what would you like God to say when you arrive at the pearly gates? So
1: I think he'd say something like, oh, now you're here. I just want to talk to you because I've got this room or you'd probably say cloud that I really need sorting out and can
2: you come and give me a hand that's the best Louise brilliant 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 answer So thank you so much for joining us. It's been lovely speaking to you. And um, how how do people get in touch with you if they'd like to, Louise? What's the best way? Uh, Yeah, so my website is
1: louisesimpsoncoaching.co.uk and you'll find me on all the usual um, social media too. But um, yeah, everything's on the website.
0: This is The Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business. Oh, wow, I love that. Now, all I want to do is go out and buy loads of stationery. Oh,
2: stationery. Love stationery. I've actually ordered some highlighters following that call. So, um, love pencil cases, love pens, love stationery. I think everyone loves stationery.
0: I've got a bit of a notepad thing. Uh, um, I've got a bit of a love for moleskin notepads. (laughs) Moleskin? Yeah, they're like proper, fully sort of almost like leather-bound. Oh, they're very sexy things. They're just nice to touch.
2: Tactile.
0: Tactile, that's the word. Uh, yeah, yeah, like a bit of stationary meat. She's got the, the whole labelling thing and everything. And that's, um, yeah, that's proper professional organising going on right there, isn't it?
2: It is. A label machine. Um, the last time I think I used a label machine was to put some labels on the children's clothes. But I, I do understand, you know, how satisfying that can be to label everything. And um, I have actually been totally inspired from that course. I'm, I'm going to get organising. I think I'm going to do a, another sort out.
0: Yeah, me too. And I loved all the things she was talking about, uh, about how... Our habits have changed, and our lifestyle has changed over the last year, because people have been home who haven't normally been home, and I can totally relate to that, because my daughter has been home from university since uh, back end of February, and she's not the tidiest. There's there's her stuff around, and yeah, and I kind of I try not to get stressed about it, but I don't like it. And the other thing she was saying about closing the door and having and being able to shut the office away and shut work away and putting it behind a closed door and shutting down. And I have that really big habit now uh, of at six o'clock every single day, no matter what I'm doing, I stop work. So I turn my phone off, shut down. And I don't do any more work, and it's it's a really good habit to get into because you're if you're working from home, you're always thinking about work, and if you've got stuff around you that's work related, then it's just like another cue, isn't it?
2: Yeah, exactly. There has to be some uh, differentiation between the two. Um, and now I have always tried to do this, but in particular the last six months have been separating the two because it's much healthier I feel for your mind it gives a clear message to those people that you live with as well and also you can work in interrupted and give 100% to what you're doing
0: I've got a pin board that's been on the floor because it fell off the wall ages ago in my office and now I'm inspired I'm going to stick it back up on the wall in a second and start using that as soon as we've finished I feel like I need to do some organising <laughs>
2: You're not going to use me as a dartboard, are
0: you? No, we haven't got to that stage in our relationship yet.
2: Each week at the end of our show, we like to give a shout-out to a business who has commented on one of our social media posts. So who are we going to give a shout-out to this week, Paul?
0: Oh, we had a message via Instagram. Uh, Our Instagram account, by the way, is at Big Little Business Show. Uh, from Very Vintage Tea Party and Anna Maria got in touch and said would we shout her out on the show? She said hey there love that you give small businesses a shout out Uh, she runs a company called Very Vintage Tea Party so she does uh, she's based in Chelmsford in Essex Uh, she does uh, things like um, weddings and funerals and corporate events and all those kind of things and uh, she's been running it for about 10 years or so she's got a huge team of people I'm not quite sure how she's doing around this time because obviously her business might have taken a bit of a hit because of uh, Corona so if you want to go and follow her on instagram she's at very vintage tea party and her website is very vintage tea
2: so if you would like us to give you a big little shout out you can find us on instagram and facebook and come and check us out on linkedin we're on there too the big little business show so tell us about your business and we'll give you a shout out next week
0: so that pretty much does it for this week. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, depending on which channel you're listening to us on, hit the subscribe button and you'll get next week's episode directly into your phone. And send us a comment as well. Reviews will be really, really great. It picks us up in podcast land. Let us know what you think of the show. If you want to give us some suggestions for future guests, something you'll stuck with on your business, uh, we'll go and find the right expert for you and uh, we'll ask them the question and uh, put it in a future episode. Uh, you can pick us up on social. Uh, continue the conversation on Facebook at Big Little Business Show and on Instagram and search for us on LinkedIn too and until next week that pretty much does it say goodbye Claire bye bye (laughs) The Beat You've been listening to The Big Little Business Show with Paul Mumford and Claire Horsley You can subscribe to get the latest episodes via iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and everywhere you find your favourite podcasts. Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show. The Big Little Business Show is a PM2 Media and Excel networking production.